Ladies and guys and girls who love orgasms. I said girls twice there, technically. Andy here, author of the best Tinder guide on the internet. This is the Kill You're In A Loser show. Let's fucking go. We are going to do another Reacts, part two of my Reacts video to Haley's Instagram. I've got that up on the screen right now. If you're listening to the audio only, don't stress, I will read out everything. You'll still be able to follow it along. I'll also leave a link in the description below to yesterday's episode, which was kind of part one of me reacting to Haley's Instagram. If you're not familiar with her, she's a relationship coach. She gives dating and mostly sex advice, honestly, to women, very similar to the kind of content that we do. That's why I love it. I've had her on my podcast before. I'll leave a link in the description below to that interview. And a lot of her stuff is very, 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 very similar to the kind of stuff that we talk about. And so what we're going to do here is go through a bunch of her posts again, and I'm going to give my thoughts on what she says here, kind of like a reacts video. Spoiler alert, I agree with pretty much everything she says. I don't think we really disagree on very much at all. She's fucking awesome. Love it a bit. She's from the South and she has the coolest Southern accent. I'm obsessed with people with Southern accents. So let's get straight into it. Y'all, that was my best Southern impression. So the first post here that we will react to says, as your self-worth increases, so will the quality of your relationships. When we say self-worth, that's kind of like the female, I feel like that's the female way of talking about self-improvement. Um, it's really interesting to me how men and women who are into self-improvement and stuff like this will use like completely different words, or I guess kind of similar, like, like different words to describe the exact same concept. And... The language used for women is obviously a lot, should we just say softer or nicer, more polite, I don't know, more feminine, more feminine. And the way that men speak is obviously going to be way more masculine and blunt, but we're really talking about exactly the same concepts here. That's why I like sitting down and doing these kind of reacts videos, especially to like a female's content. And I'm going to do, I've got another woman lined up, um, I'll probably react to hers as well in the future. Anyway, back to the topic. So as your self-worth increases, so will the quality of your relationships. Yes, as you become a more confident, uh, a person who respects themselves and likes themselves. As you become more of that person, of course, the, the people that you surround yourself with, both in dating and just in terms of like friendships, uh, business relationships, work, all that kind of stuff, that shit will increase as well. Another way of phrasing this is as you work on yourself, as you improve, the women that you date will obviously go massively up. Of course, I think we all kind of know that. But it is worth repeating, especially if you're a guy right now in my group coaching group, I have a couple of guys that are really overweight and they've only just started like working on themselves. And the reason that we pick uh, the weight is because that's the most obvious reflection of how you feel about yourself. If you love yourself, you're not obese. I think that goes without saying. Now, can you still love yourself while you're obese? Sure, sure, sure. But there's a huge portion missing. You would love yourself significantly more if you lost the weight and looked after yourself, because what is uh, what is ma what is what is uh, being massively overweight show? It shows that you don't really, first of all, value your health, value your outwards appearance, and what people might think of you. It also shows that you're not that serious about longevity and being here for, or you haven't at least sat down and prioritized being here for as long as you possibly can. And if you really love your life. If you thought that life was, oh my God, fucking amazing, I, I have to be here for as long as possible, 
you wouldn't let yourself be obese for a really, really long period of time. If you're obese for a little bit, it's fine. People gain weight here and there. We're not talking about that. We're talking about morbidly obese, really, really, really overweight, something that takes several years to build up and stay there. You know, if you've been overweight for five to 10 years, that's when you need to sit down and say like, do I want to be alive? Do I want to be alive as for as long as possible? Do I actually like my life? If I liked my life, surely I would value my health because I'd want to be here for as long as possible. That's a, a bit of a tangent there, but we all kind of know that as you improve yourself, losing weight, all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's what I was talking about. I was talking about the guys in my group coaching. There's a couple of guys who are losing weight right now and they had been overweight, like obese for a, you know, a fair amount of time. And as they lose that weight, what they're going to find is the women that react to them are going to be, you know, obviously more attractive themselves. Like cuter girls will uh, engage with you, will want to spend time around you, the better you look. And they'll also be more into you. They'll give you better reactions. Uh, friends and family will react better to you. Everything kind of goes up. I think we all kind of know that. It's called the halo effect. Everyone kind of knows that. We, we like attractive people. We like to look at attractive people. And so the best thing you can ever do for yourself, and this is why we start with your physical appearance when we first start with self-improvement, the best thing you can do for yourself is lose some weight, dress better, start throwing on some accessories, as in wear a necklace, wear a couple of rings, or a ring, wear a watch. Those are the basics. Um, start taking yourself seriously, basically. It's the best thing you can do for yourself because it shows everybody else, like, look, I, I, you know, take myself seriously. You should too. We talked about that on the previous episode. All right. The next one is stop overgiving and learn to receive. I love this one because I think this is pretty common, pretty common, uh, like women hear this advice a lot. A lot of women, it's kind of a meme that like, you know, women need to take themselves, uh, put themselves first more. I think everybody is kind of on board with that, you know, especially if we start getting into the memes of like mothers. Mothers are always, you know, looking out for everyone else, but not themselves, you know. Women need to take a little more me time. I think that's kind of everyone's on board with that. What I don't see guys doing as much is putting themselves first. Now, some men can put themselves first, sure. But there is a huge number of guys who are like nice guys who think I need to be a doormat. I need to do everything for everyone else. I can't put myself first. That would be arrogant. That would be rude. If it's with women, you'd say like, oh, that's like creepy if I really go after what I want and I'm using women and I got to be like a, a decent human being and all that kind of stuff. If you want an elite life, you have to at some point let like other people or the universe or the world, whatever term you want to use, you have to let some of that come back to you. You also have to stop by overgiving. What we're talking about here is being a doormat. You have to stop being a doormat. Stop giving too much. Stop giving more than you have to give. That's another topic we could dive into here. Sometimes you only have a certain amount to give every day. Maybe you didn't sleep enough. You're having a bad day. You don't have enough to give. But you kind of have this thought in your head of like, but I can't let the other people around me down. I have, to, I have to, you know, sacrifice myself and put them first. I have to make sure they're happy. I have to make sure they're looked after. No, give what you can give each day. If you're having a bad day and you don't have as much to give, what you say is like, look, I'm really tired today. Uh, I don't know if I can give you what you need today. Or I, I only have, I've said this to Imogen a million times. She said it to me a million times. You say, look, I'm really tired today. I just don't have much to give today. 
and the other person will go, that's okay, that's cool. Like, you don't have to do anything over the top today. You don't have to, like, cook me dinner. I don't have to do something for you. It's fine. I don't have a lot to give today. So, start taking care of your own needs. Start paying attention to how much you have to give every day. And as Haley says here, don't overgive. If you only have a certain amount to give that day, like maybe, here's a better example. Maybe your uh, mates want you to go out and hang out with them or something. And you just, you know, you just really can't do it today. You just, you absolutely fucking can't. And you're not just being like, you know, a grumpy bum. You're not just being lazy. Like you really, 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 don't have time or the energy or something. Okay. Hanging out is not the best example. Maybe your friend wants you to, I don't know, let's fucking try and think of an example. Your friend wants you to help him with something, right? And it's not something crazy important and you haven't promised to do it, but he's kind of just like, yo, bro, can you come over and help me with this? I had a coaching client, one of my coaching clients who whose father once a week used to ask him to do shit around the house at, at his parents' old house. And he was always saying yes and yes and yes. And he would come to the coaching every week and say, man, I just, I'm really fatigued. I'm, I'm kind of almost resenting my dad because, you know, he's, he's, he wants me to help him around his old house and stuff. And I just, I really don't have time or energy. And I said, you shouldn't resent your dad. It's not your dad's fault. Your dad doesn't know that you don't have anything to give or that you don't have as much to give. What you need to do is set some boundaries and say, listen, dad, I'm really stressed this week. I, I would love to help you. I love you to bits. Maybe I'll help you in the future, but I really, I just can't do it today. I'm sorry, dad. I can't do it today. And once he started doing that, his dad, of course, his dad was like, yeah, that's fine, son. Like, I don't mind. And once he started doing that, he started putting himself first. He had a lot more to give. He wasn't resentful and bitter and tired. So put yourself first, guys. Don't overgive. And yeah, I really like the end of this. Learn to receive. Yes. At some point, you have to give yourself permission to receive. If you want an awesome life, you have to let it. I've talked about this in the last video. One of the guys in my group coaching who has had issues in the past with pushing women away and not letting himself be loved. This is what we've all been yelling at him for the last like month or two. And it's really starting to sink in. We've been saying like, dude, all you have to do is let these women like you. That's all you have to do. You just have to receive what they are trying to give you. Like if you can just let it yourself receive that, you'll get the thing you want. So sometimes people like block their own happiness and all you have to do is just stop blocking it and the things you want will come to you. Move on to the next one. Every time, this is very similar. So every time you say yes, when you want to say no, you lose self-trust. So obviously very similar to the previous one. Don't overreach, don't overextend, don't give more than you can give. If you want to say no to something, say no. Uh, there's a really good book called When I Say No, I Feel Guilty. Go and read that book. Another good book is No More Mr. Nice Guy. Both of those books will teach you how to uh, start saying no and how to start putting yourself putting yourself first. There's a really good uh, Steve Jobs quote, the, the Apple guy, that says, uh, focus isn't something like the focus isn't what you spend your time on. It's what you say. Something like, no, 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 it's, it's focus isn't what you say yes to, it's what you say no to, something like that. It isn't about what you focus on, it's about what you choose not to focus on. And so, if you want an awesome elite life, as much as you have to say yes to a lot of things, you have to say no to far more. Like, if you are going to, let's say you want to lose a bunch of fat, you want to lose weight, you have to say no to food. You have to say no to going out and binge drinking with your mates on the weekend. You can still go out with them. You just can't drink. Or maybe you decide, nah, when I do go out with them, there's no way in hell I have the the willpower to put 
you know, fight their peer pressure. So maybe I do actually have to say no when they invite me. Maybe I can't go hang out with them on the weekends. Maybe we have to do different stuff instead. If you want to build an elite body, you have to say no to junk food. You have to say no to sleeping in. Like maybe you don't have enough time in your day and you literally have to work out before work because you don't have enough time in the evening. So you can't sleep in. You have to say no to sleeping in. If you want to get laid a lot, you have to say no to the girls who are there to waste your time. And there are a lot of girls that that will waste your time that are only on Tinder to kill a bit of time. Or maybe you go up to them on the street and you say hello and they're happy to talk to you, but they have a boyfriend. They just don't tell you that or, you know, they're not really interested in meeting up with you, but they're happy to talk to you and nothing against them. That's fine. But you need to learn to screen. That's what we talk about when we say screening. That's really just you saying no. Like when you're screening someone, whether that's for a sales job, whether that's for friends, whether that's dating, you're really just trying to get either get a no from them or be a no yourself, like tell them no. If you say yes to everything, and there is benefit in being more open-minded, of course, this is you know a spectrum. You don't want to be on one extreme or the other. But if you say yes to everything, what you're going to do is spend a lot of time on stuff that isn't working towards your goals that isn't helping you. You going out and binge drinking with your mates isn't getting you towards an elite body. You could also say it's probably not getting you towards your dating goals because you're going to have a hangover. The next day, you're not going to want to talk to any women. You know, you might flake on a date because you feel shitty the next day. I can't tell you how many girls have like flaked on dates or or canceled or whatever because they drank too much the night before. And then they go, I'm really sorry. I'm hungover tonight. I can't come out. And it's like, good job. So, Learn to say no to stuff, especially as she, as Haley says in this post, when you want to say no. Yeah, you really got to say no. If you want to say no, you got to learn to stand up for your boundaries here. Because again, if you don't, as she says, you're losing self-trust. You can't trust yourself. You also are letting yourself get bullied in a way, especially if someone is trying to pressure you into something and you let yourself go along with it. You're letting yourself get bullied you're letting evil happen. You are like the definition of evil or a definition of evil is is someone getting bullied and someone not standing up for themselves. You have to be that person that can stand up for yourself, say no, and prioritize the things that you want to be working on and not the things you don't want to be working on. So she says here in the description, you know, this kind of goes for everything like dinner with friends you don't really want to do, but you feel like you should say yes. Yes. Fucking say no. Your boyfriend wants to have sex with you. And you just feel drained. Brilliant example. That's exactly what I'm talking about here. She absolutely gets it. It's when you don't have the energy that day or you don't have as much to give. Say no. It's fine to say no. And no doesn't necessarily have to be a no. I mean, look, God, this woman absolutely, we're on the same fucking wavelength here. She goes on to say, you can say no kindly and explain how you're feeling. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking. You don't have to just be like, no, you know. No, you can just say, look, I'm super drained tonight. Like, you know, is there a chance that we can do something else instead? Do you want to try something else instead? I've fucking done that so many times. Yesterday with Imogen, for Christ's sake, she wanted to have sex and I was just absolutely wrecked. And so I said, look, I I don't know if I can have sex. I'm so fucking tired. But like, why don't you come over? We'll cuddle, we'll watch a movie. Like, I'll play with your nipples a little bit. I'll make you feel good. We'll kind of have a bit of a snuggle. And she's like, yeah, that sounds nice. We ended up, I mean, this will happen too as well sometimes. Haley doesn't talk about this here. But sometimes, like, you will say no, you will compromise, you'll do something else. And by just standing up for yourself, 
that gives you, I mean, I didn't stand up for myself against Imogen, but you know what I mean? Like by putting yourself first, sometimes that recharges your batteries a little bit. And then like an hour later, you feel better. And you're like, do you know what? Maybe I will come hang out with my friends, actually. Like you might text your friends an hour later, an hour into the dinner that they're having and be like, yo, guys, are you still hanging out? Like I might actually come join you guys. I, I, I feel a little better. I, I've recharged a little bit. That happened yesterday with Imogen. We ended up having sex. Because I got turned on because she was moaning because I was kind of cuddling her and playing with her nipples. And then, you know, great. But I didn't feel pressured to. I felt like I could say no. I mean, I did say no. I technically said like, no, let's not. And then you end up doing it. So that will happen sometimes. Not all the time. I'm not saying that happen all the time. But put yourself first. <clears throat> Absolutely mandatory. Let's move on. We'll do one more because I got another podcast. I got an interview I have to record in a couple of minutes. So we'll bang one more out. I love this next one. Absolutely love this next one. Right on, Haley. So she says, stop asking everyone for advice. Go ask your intuition. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. A lot of the time, you have the answer yourself, or you'd be able to figure out the answer. You just never gave yourself permission to actually like, go for it and figure it out. I did a an article a while ago. I'll leave a link in the description below. It's called, uh, this is all just a big experiment. And what I talk about in there is most of the stuff that I have learned or the goals that I've achieved has been me just kind of screwing around and trying a bunch of different stuff. Like what happens if I say this to a woman? What happens if I do this in the gym? What happens if I try this? What happens if I try that? Trying a bunch of different stuff, seeing what works and also seeing what doesn't work. And then over time, I build up, as she talks about in the description here, I've built up trust in myself. Because I know if I just experiment, I will eventually figure out the answer. Like, I'll get it wrong a few times. Sure, I'll screw some stuff up. Maybe I have to go and do some research. I have to ask an expert, whatever, th you know, I need to do. But if I just try a bunch of stuff, eventually I'll get to the answer. Another uh, podcast that I did, very similar concept. Or I should say it was an article called, You Should Be Better Than Your Idols. And what I talked about in that is you want to basically learn from me or anyone else you follow, anyone else who's giving advice, Haley, anyone else, take their advice, but then you want to like use it, tweak it, mess around with it, maybe put together one person's advice plus someone else's plus someone else's, squish it all together and figure out a philosophy or a way of doing things that works for you and then leapfrog over us. Like you should be better than us. You should go further than we did. You should get, or you should build a better life than we have. Like, because you're getting our advice, you're benefiting from all the mistakes we made. You go out and make your, run your own experiments, try your own stuff, listen to your own intuition and do the things that we either didn't have time for, didn't have the energy for, just, you know, didn't focus on and go and figure out what works for you. Because at the end of the day, what works for you is going to be radically different. Well, not always radically different, but is going to be different from what worked for me, for sure. There's, there's very few people that just copy paste everything I do. Now, at the start, when you have no idea what you're doing, sure, like copy paste a lot of what I'm doing, copy paste all of it if you want to. But at some point, you need to start asking your intuition, trusting yourself, figuring stuff out for yourself, experimenting, messing around, making some mistakes. You can't be terrified of failure. And that's kind of what this post is getting at. If you're walking around asking everyone for advice on everything all the time and you never try anything yourself, that tells me that you're afraid of failure and you can't be afraid of failure, not in the self-improvement game, because you are going to fail a million times, especially with dating and relationships. Jesus, you are going to fail a billion times. You are. 
the other thing I see a lot is people will ask me a question that they could have figured out in five seconds themselves. How do I know they could have figured it out in five seconds? Because if they'd used the search bar on my website, they would have found the answer. And a lot of the time they will ask a question that is so, I've covered so many times and you can tell they never bothered to search. Because I'll say, go search. Or most of the time I just, I ignore stupid questions like that, generally speaking. If you ask me a question that you, and it's clear you haven't even searched my website, then I'm generally I'm not going to answer it. But if I ever do, I say, go search. They'll go search and they'll be like, thanks, man, I found the answer. It's like, why was that not your first step? Why was your first step to come and ask me for advice? That tells me, again, that you're afraid of failure. You're afraid of taking those steps yourself. You're afraid of, you know, maybe getting the answer wrong. You can't do that in self-improvement. I will not always be there. Haley will not always be there. Your idols, I don't like the word idol. Your, the, the, the people that you're taking advice from will not always be there. They won't. I can't be there 24-7. I don't want to be there for you 24-7. That would be fucking horrible for you. How would that build your self-esteem? That would be babying you. The people that you look up to will not always be there for you. I didn't have the people that I looked up to there for me 24-7. In fact, they were barely there for me at all. I never did any coaching with, you know, Chris from Good Looking Loser, the main guy that I learned everything from. He didn't have coaching. He couldn't be there for me. He wasn't available. He didn't answer emails. He didn't... I had to figure all this stuff out for myself. And I'm goddamn glad I did because it has taught me to be resourceful. It has taught me to be independent. It has taught me to trust myself and trust my intuition and trust the process. If I answer all of your questions, and again, this is another reason why I don't answer stupid questions or I don't answer like the low level questions where you would figure out the answer by just trying it. I don't answer those questions. Like, what should I say to a woman? I'm not going to answer that question. Go and try 20 different things and see what works. Or, you know, how do I, if a girl is sitting down, how do I talk to her? It's like, go and try it and you will figure it out. I don't answer those questions because if I do, what I'm teaching you to do is to need me. And then the moment I'm not there, you're fucked. Whereas because I figured out the answers to these questions myself, because I was willing to experiment, because I was willing to look like an idiot and make mistakes and have egg on my face and fuck up, because I was willing to do that, I can trust my intuition. I trust that it will probably work out. I trust that what will happen is I will make 10 mistakes or five mistakes, and then eventually I'll figure out something that works and then I'll be good. Like I trust in that process. It's almost like I can trust that everything will be okay because it was okay every other time I jumped in there and just tried. So don't go looking. F- I mean, it's fine to take advice. Sure, fine. Google, you know, Search on my website, listen to, pot- fine. Yes, I'm not saying don't listen to advice, but I'm saying, and what Haley is getting at here is don't immediately go to someone else for advice if you could figure out the answer for yourself. Your first port of call has to be, I'm gonna try and figure out the answer myself. I'm gonna mess around a little bit. I'll try some shit. I'll see what works. I'll see what doesn't. And then if I can't figure it out, I'll go and ask. I did another podcast a while ago called uh, Talk About What You Have Done, Not What You Will Do. And the point of that podcast is you want to Go away, try some stuff, run some experiments. You only have to try like one or two things and then you can kind of come back and ask for advice and say, hey, I tried this, you know, this is what I've done. It didn't really work or it kind of half worked. Like, how should I tweak it? What do you reckon? So we'll leave it there. As I said, I got to go in a second. I have a podcast to record with someone. Haley's Instagram is Haley.Helveston. I will leave links in the description below to her stuff. She's absolutely awesome. Definitely recommend checking her out. Like I said, she gives pretty much the same advice we do just for women. 
And as always, guys, go out there, crush your goals, hugs and kisses, all that good stuff.